Welcome back to the Underswell Podcast Radio Show. I'm Derek Sabori. I'm your host, and I'm, today I'm sitting here with uh, with a good friend, Christian Johnson. He is uh, somebody that I've met through UC Irvine. He's a grad student and much, much more. We have a lot of things in common. Christian had come to me for a few um, things relating to sustainability, and I have since sort of um, been in awe of his career path and what he's setting out to achieve. So, Christian, welcome to the studio. Ah, thank you so much, Derek. And the, the studio is my kitchen table at home. We're here uh, <laughs> with a bottle of wine. We've had a nice dinner, and we're having a ca- casual conversation, but we've been talking about this for a while. We wanted to get Christian in here, and I wanted to get him um, recorded and just have a conversation because he's doing some really interesting things in the sustainability space. And I'm sort of doing a, a flip of the tables because he's always come to me um you know (laughs) and i don't mean this i don't mean this in the way of like gosh christian you're always coming to me but you know i've I've spoken at a couple of your events so we'll talk about that and we've had a couple sit downs just kind of exploratory conversations but it's been fun as our relationship has developed over the years you know i really kind of look to you as somebody who's doing some really fascinating things and i'm always intrigued and impressed by mm. you know your developing career so today the spotlight is on you ah tons of pressure yes the pressure is on so fill up your wine glass but um christian you are and this kind of came about because you're the ceo of the seed consulting group mm-hmm. and that's a newly appointed relatively newly new appointed position mm-hmm. so tell us i guess tell it let's start with that tell us what the uh, tell us what the seed consulting group is yeah absolutely derek so seeds a nonprofit. Uh, we founded it three years ago in los angeles and you know to step back three years ago i would never have imagined this becoming what it is today but the organization is a nonprofit focused on bringing together young movers and shakers from all over California, from different industries who are passionate about sustainability. They, they want to have more of a direct impact on the environment or in their community, and maybe they're not getting it elsewhere in what they're doing. And so we bring them together and they work on projects to help other nonprofits like a SEER Club, a Habitat for Humanity, NRDC, Surfrider Foundation with really tough, you know, strategy marketing projects. So it's really cool because it's an incubator for both the environmental nonprofits we serve, but also for a lot of the really great people in our organization as well. Um, Today we've got over 120 who we call seeders in the organization across all of California, LA, SF, and Orange County. And we've done, in the last three years, provided over about 1.5 million in pro bono work, alone to over 30 nonprofit organizations. So a lot of projects, a lot of great minds working hard to have a positive impact in the community. So uh, it's awesome. It's a really smart group too. I'm so impressed with you guys always because everything I've been involved with you guys seems just, so so put together everybody that's in the organization there i mean you guys are a bunch of really sharp you know young young minds so i guess i want to ask you too how did how did this come about how did you know how did you find seed because were you you helped develop yeah seed. yeah yeah so yeah. tell us the story behind that so kind of funny like i said i did we didn't have this huge master plan of building this nonprofit organization and that'd be this multi-chapter you know, thing across California, and, and we're actually expanding too, but um, it really started back just three years ago. Uh, a couple of us came into contact. We were all from different states in the United, you know, in the country. We're all um, different industries, but we all wanted to be more involved in environmental impact in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. 
and we, but we wanted to surround ourselves with other like great minds, um, kind of inspired us. And so we said, we were talking with the Sierra club and Sierra club had this whole campaign called the my generation campaign okay. that they wanted to launch and the idea behind this project was simply hey we want to inspire more people in the community of los angeles from your local you know young professional working in the office all the way to your ceo to just adopt more sustainably conscious behaviors mm. and so the five of us got together um, myself uh, a couple others from like berkeley john hopkins ucla Guys doing policy, engineering, um, an entrepreneur. Where did you guys all know each other from? We didn't actually. So that's kind of the cool thing I think is um, it was this whole kind of melting pot of word of mouth. AJ Bawa, who was the original visionary of the organization, he just said, I want to kind of meet other cool young people who... I just want to, who want to give back to the community and do a project with them. Mm. And so the five of us got together through mutual friends, started doing a project with Sierra Club. Um, and over 10 weeks, we were getting together every week for two hours, uh, working late in the night after our full-time jobs, just grinding. And it was so cool because it was such a fun learning experience for us, but also more importantly, the Sierra Club, we, they were getting a ton of value out of this. Yeah. And we didn't realize at that age, I mean, we were only, I mean... You know, young 20s, mid 20s. Because we're kids. Yeah, we're kids. We're young bucks and we're thinking to ourselves, what type of impact can we have really? Um, but we started to realize, wow, like everything with our education or our jobs and stuff could really bring meaning to a lot of local nonprofits. Yeah. I mean, we basically uh, saved Sierra Club or a lot of the organizations we partner with anywhere from 20 to 50 grand that they normally have to expend on, you know, another consulting company. Jeez. And that's really was quite powerful to us. Um, but we didn't, we still, after that, didn't have a huge plan. Um, basically what happened was the Sierra club was so ecstatic about what we did with them in helping launch this campaign that they referred us to a bunch of other organizations they knew and partners they had. And in return, our friends were here and what we're doing like, well, it's so cool. Like I love giving back, but you know, um, doing a local, going to the park or doing some local, you know, pickup, uh, it's not really kind of, I don't have time for that, or I want to do something that's more aligned with maybe my skills and give back. And so they said, how can we get involved? And sure enough, we launched like this LA chapter. We didn't even register as a nonprofit yet. Yeah. Just a bunch of kind of hooligans getting together saying, hey, let's do some cool projects. And we'd have socials, we have speakers come and um, just kind of learn. And, you know, I actually always think back to your story, right? Like, um, you know, coming into Volcom, trying to you know, really foster uh, a better, stronger, sustainable, conscious amongst like, you know, peers. Yeah. And I think that was the thing we saw was so cool was people enjoyed being a part of Seed because they were learning things about how they could adopt, you know, behaviors back in their own like full daily lives to just be more environmentally friendly. And maybe uh, even in the places they worked, right? I'm sure they could take that, yeah. that spirit back to their, their workplaces. Yeah, well, it was, it was interesting because all of a sudden we had people from like, Gensler, Tesla, SpaceX, Caltech, UCLA, who were like wanted to get involved. And so it was at that point we started realizing, wow, I think we're kind of onto something. And so sure enough, we formalized the organization as a 501c nonprofit. Um, I was coming down to Orange County, so I launched the Orange County chapter okay. after a year in LA. So are there just two chapters now? Now there's three, three. San Francisco, LA, and Orange County. Wow. Um, and we do, we're currently in the process of launching. Um, another one outside of California to kind of prove to ourselves that, you know, this is something that extends beyond just our state. But 
and, and tell me about the um, so the students that are involved because they're all students that no actually know? you know so we do have quite a few students so MBAs a lot of PhDs okay um, engineering graduate students but also a lot of professionals who are out of grad school we have mm. uh, I would say now at this time around fifteen lawyers in the organization who have been working in the field for a while from partner at a local law firm all the way to fresh out of law school who just passed the bar. Uh, we have people who've started their own companies, but really what's become, it's come this like social network too, where people can come and come together, meet others from other industries who care about the environment, work yep. on some great projects. And now what's cool is we're seeing actually um, a lot of like relationships in seed kind of converting outside of seed where somebody who's a lawyer specialized in a certain aspect of law is partnering with somebody you know, who's a startup entrepreneur mm. and doing great work together too. So it's cool to see like life outside of seed happening as well. Yeah. Like this, the, what's well, the power of networking is so exactly. important. And yeah. so when you're, when you're working with like-minded people, what a, what a great thing, but I'm looking at your website here too and what you guys do. So you guys provide the services you provide range from what data analysis, strategy, marketing, is yeah. there sort of anything that's that you specialize in or that you hope for? Or do you go into a nonprofit and say, hey, we can do anything? Yeah, so it definitely began as like, hey, we'll do anything kind of concept mm -hmm. um, because that challenge was really exciting. But now as the organizations evolve, we've definitely um, developed a competency in strategy, uh, marketing, as well as what we kind of call environmental impact. So for example, the uh, LA mayor's office um, and the office of sustainability asked us to propose a strategic plan to convert all of Los Angeles's incandescent lighting to LED lighting. Okay. So we did a project like that to the, for them to basically evaluate like what would the cost be to the environmental impact, the savings, everything like that. Uh, we've done projects, Surfrider Foundation, we partnered with them to develop a strategy to get the plastic bag ban passed. And so we mm. worked very closely with you know, the team, the leadership team over there. And, and that was a fantastic project as well. So well, a large mixture of project scopes, but really focused on strategy, marketing and impact. And you guys, your focus is, and are you limited to just helping other nonprofits? So your nonprofit helping nonprofits, profits, yeah. is that right? So, um, and when I, I should say, maybe, maybe it's appropriate to say not for profit, because for example, we did project with the US Green Chamber of Commerce. Okay. Uh, we helped them launch a online green business professional certification. So anyone from a nurse to a designer, an architect, a lawyer, they can go online and get kind of certified um, through the U.S. Green Chamber of Commerce. Now we've started doing some projects with small businesses. Uh, when we ask ourselves, so our purpose as an organization is to empower the next generation of sustainably conscious leaders. And for us, we see that by partnering with small businesses, we can really help them have a lot of impact as well. Mm. Whereas it might be difficult to, you know, spend a lot of money with a really expensive consulting company. Yeah, no so, kidding. And I mean, you guys, do you, do you have volunteers? Are most people volunteers yeah. in your group? Or do you have, a, I'm, I'm sure you have some paid staff though as well. No, no. So we actually what? have no paid staff. Oh and that's gosh. actually something that our leadership chose. Okay. Um, reason being is a really fascinating quote that hit us, um, said by Mark Gold, who's the Associate Vice Chancellor at uh, UCLA, Associate Vice Chancellor of Research at UCLA, he headed the Institute of Environmental Science there. He kind of described us as almost like a shared economy model. So like think Uber, you know, yeah. uh, someone who's got a car, they, they help somebody who needs a ride uh, get to where they need to be. And he said, you guys are like a shared economy model for people who want to have an impact, 
using their skill sets with organizations that have a grand challenge. And you kind of connect them together. And what's so cool is that no one gets paid. Everybody is doing this for free. And as we thought about that more, we realized what's fascinating with Seed and why some almost describe us as an experiment is when no one gets paid, there's no like money as a motivator to be a part of our cause. Yeah, yeah. And so people are really in the organization, I think generally because they believe they in the cause be. and why we exist. Does that also create a sense of, uh, let's how, how would I put it, but maybe a sense of balance where people are like, hey, you know what, can you take it from here because I've got to get back to work or I've got to get yeah. back to my family oh, as guess. opposed to like, hey, why are you not why are you not here, you know, when you should be working after hours with us? Yeah, it's oh, absolutely fantastic. So we have, um, that really points to our first value as an organization. So we have three core values and the first one, cedars never let fellow cedars fail. Mm-hmm. And we really love that value and I believe try to embody it in everything we do because to have the impact that we want, it does require us to be adaptable. Yeah. To, um, uh, I, my first project cycle with the Sierra Club, I had a, presentation I needed to deliver at a conference right before we were going to present to the Sierra Club. And uh, AJ Bawa, he turned to me and said, hey, buddy, this is like a really huge opportunity for you. Don't worry, we got your back. Mm. And, you know, I think that mentality has always just transitioned year by year as seeds evolve, but now in a kind of deeper way where I've had phone calls at two in the morning from seeders who have had just a personal emergency you know, and just to be there for them and spend time with them, like that type of support network is really huge. And so it's become a big part, like almost like a village in a way, like a, I don't know. Like yeah, a, no, it's yeah, real. Yeah. I really love the idea of it. And I wonder though, my first thought is, is it a sustainable business model? Are you yeah. finding? No, because do fantastic. you keep people, yeah. do people stay on board with you or do they realize that, Hey, I've got to move on now because I need something that's going to pay me. Absolutely. So in complete honest transparency, People, they'll join Seed for about a year, maybe two years, and then they'll head out of Seed um, because they feel like they've gotten a great experience, they've built a great mm-hmm. network. Now they want to really hyper-focus in that next major uh, career opportunity. But now we're at a stage in our growth where people are coming back to Seed because they've kind of, uh, you know, they had, what, whatever it was, their experience, their, the familial kind of nature of the organization, they want to come back and continue giving back to local nonprofits. And so... You know, that is a part of it, but we are, uh, we do have a business model that is constantly evolving as we grow. You know, we are a startup. We're only three years old. Yeah. And so we are constantly uh, kind of fine-tuning what is that sustainable revenue stream for our organization. And I think for anyone who's starting a nonprofit, one of the, after now working with over 30 nonprofit organizations, you know, some of the most influential global nonprofits that many of us know of, we find that there's this almost like, uh, I would say... I don't know if false is too harsh of a word to say, but like a false belief that nonprofits are not in a position where they should be earning profit or earning right. revenue. Yeah. But that's actually, I think, a huge myth because a nonprofit is in a really powerful position to have a huge impact in the community. And they're often like the perfect one who specializes in whatever that type of impact is, whether mm-hmm. it's building a home or you know beach cleanups or, or garnering support for a local policy passing. And... The more money that a nonprofit can bring in, the more impact it can have. Mm. It's just kind of, it's not only a return, you say ROI, right? It's not just return on, you know, investment, but it's also just return on impact. Yeah. It's kind of the way I think I like to look at it. So um, that definitely is a big part of our organization that we are trying to explore and figure out. But uh, we're fortunate to have a lot of great advisors and mentors too, who have really rallied because they believe in our cause. Yeah. Do you guys have an area of sustainability that you like to focus on? Energy, waste, food, water? You know what? So we have done quite a few water projects. Um, 
a lot of people just being on a coastal. I mean, every city we're talking about, Los Angeles, Orange County, San Francisco, all coastal based. Yeah. So a lot of people in the organization really enjoy um, ocean based projects. Okay. Uh, a lot of water based projects with local water basins, rivers, aqueducts, things like that um, definitely happen often. But there's a, quite a diversity. We've done energy, we've done policy. So it really just depends. Really, we don't like to limit ourselves to because as long as the organization is trying to have a more sustainably conscious impact, we want to support them. Have you had a moment where you have felt maybe undergunned or it's out of your scope? Because I know that sometimes as a, as a consultant, you can feel like when somebody calls you, yeah. you're like, oh boy, I'm, a, I'm not sure I'm ready to, to get into this. Am I going to be good enough? Am I going to have the right answers? Do I know enough about their business? Right? You, yeah. you can you can be humbled. I, uh, I would definitely uh, admit that a part of the consulting experience is we're not experts mm. at whatever the problem is that or the challenge is that these organizations are approaching with. So yeah. like, we have relatable experience with other projects we've done, but the beauty is that in our organization, we really focus on identifying people who have proven to be young movers and shakers in their community and really bring a diverse perspective to the organization. We, it, it's great to have a bunch of trained consultants, but to bring together actually people who are experts in different areas yeah. and then train them to think as a consultant would brings a unique perspective to our project. So um, we never truly are going to be the expert going into it, but the fun part is just working with the organization to kind of uncover what are the most meaningful solutions or possibilities for them so well and i think you're you're touching on to something that i've really come to realize this last year or so that the magic formula is not always about knowing the answer but it's about having the ability to go chase down the answer or to learn right so what your your organization is made up of a lot of learners who are achievers who are like you know what nothing scares me i will just go find out and i will get it done and i'll go study and i'll learn and i'll accomplish it right so if you've got enough people who are just willing to say that's fine. Throw it. Throw at me whatever you will, yeah. and we'll just tackle it. We'll go learn. It's okay. Yeah. In fact, I'll tell you, and this this shocks people often when when I tell them this, but I still to date within seed have never looked at a resume for someone joining the organization because instead, when we first sit down and meet with them, I want to learn more about how they think. I yeah. want to learn more about you know when they hear about a really tough challenge that we've worked with with a nonprofit or I propose one to them. You know, do they get stoked and ecstatic and does it excite them or, you know, what's their thought process? Because that critical thinking, I think, is just huge. And the, the entrepreneurial thinking as well mm-hmm. um, is really fun. I mean, the resume is important because it shows like a historical perspective. But really, we're, we're ultimately looking for people who are going to be so purpose driven to the point where they're going to do everything they can to try to find a solution for these nonprofits. Yeah. Well, what you guys are doing is awesome. And, and maybe and I think there's a nice segue real quick because I want to dive dive diverge here digress a little speaking of resumes tell us a little bit about your resume what's on your resume right now because i know you've got you've got an awesome one and you're doing so many different things and tell us a little bit about uh give us a virtual tour of your resume virtual tour so at this time at current right okay so um obviously so we started with seed but seed's actually like my part-time commitment so um full-time i'm fortunate to do global strategy and marketing at edwards life sciences and so for anyone who may be unfamiliar, we're the global leader in heart valve technology. So should anyone ever need a heart valve, uh, it's likely that our, you know we're the ones that are providing that. And so I get the privilege every day of thinking of, you know, trying to figure out there are people all over the world who may be unaware of 
they have a certain um, heart disease or a condition and may not know they need even a heart valve. And I get to figure out, okay, how can we help those people? How can we create therapy awareness programs or, or c- create better relationships between patients and physicians so that people are getting the appropriate care to only have either a surgery or a, a transcatheter heart valve put in. So that's actually where I devote my full time All right. um, during the day, during the week. And in the mornings and evenings, I devote towards SEED. Um, as the part-time CEO of Seed. In addition to that... Uh, wait, wait, wait. As a part-time CEO, part-time CEO, just be, is there another CEO or it's just because you can only give a part-time review? Yeah, so everybody, everybody in Seed, like I said, they have full-time jobs. Yeah. Um, just like I do. I work at Edwards Life Sciences. And um, so we're all doing Seed outside. Part-time. Of, yeah, part-time. Yeah, okay. A volunteer yeah. too. Yeah. No one's getting paid, including That's myself. Um, but... You know, just to touch back, uh, to keep going with the the, res- the digital virtual tour. Yeah. But with Seed, you know, there's often we think of really money as a big motivator, but a lot of us we've always found that just learning, you know, to continue to develop and grow yourself is very important, and to kind of just the people you get to spend your time with. So that's I think why for us it's a huge motivator to spend after hours. But in addition to that, I've been um, fortunate uh, to be invited by Forbes to start writing for them as a, I guess, a voice of the nonprofit community um, because we're in such a unique position to be able to share insight on a lot of different nonprofit organizations and share kind of best practices. Has that started already? Can, yes. we, can we find you? Uh... Yeah, yeah. So you can find me. Um, you can search either type Forbes Christian Johnson, Forbes Seed. Um, I have a couple articles that are online now. Uh, I recently did one, actually, we talked about you and I met through UCI, but I had a really unique opportunity to travel with the UCI's Center for Global Leadership to Cuba just this past spring on behalf of UCI as well as SEED, and we met with a local environmental nonprofit there. There's actually only one principal organization there focused on protecting both the um, the, the marine protected areas in the region all the way to doing... Uh, sustainable consumption design and programs in the community and I sat down with them and interviewed one of their leaders about trying to understand kind of what are the commonalities between you know environmental challenges in totally different areas U.S. Cuba totally different you know yeah thought processes and everything and we've had our history but in the end we're all kind of unified no matter where you are in the world of facing some type of challenge with climate change um, or sustainable consumption so anyways, did that trip and wrote an article that was published on Forbes about kind of lessons learned from that experience. So uh, been a neat experience with Forbes there, do some speaking engagements, I've done a couple of TED events, so things like that. So you've done, you've done quite a bit. And then you, how about your education? You've got, uh, you've got a couple of degrees, Christian. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you, Derek. I feel a... Uh, um, so did UCLA undergrad, uh, did environmental science, what was your, uh, environmental science, environmental science. I was actually originally pre-med my whole life. Yeah. Um, but then when I went to, I did a master's after undergrad at USC at the medical school in global medicine. And while I was there, I founded a, my first startup, it was a sustainable healthcare clinic, kind of this wild idea of repurposing used shipping containers into these really nice. Um, one-stop shop healthcare clinics that use solar panels and could be off the grid. Um, and it was really neat startup experience. So I fell in love with that whole world and then went over to the social entrepreneurial world for a couple of years, then went back and got my MBA at UCI. 
and then here you are. Yeah, and then now I'm, I mean, <laughs> one of the greatest privileges meeting Derek Sabori yeah, at the kitchen yeah, at, at, uh... at the kitchen table of the exactly. Sabori home. So, um, and then what it's I, I'm, I continue to be fascinated because I feel like I keep learning, you know, kind of especially uncovering things about you, mm-hmm. and I was immediately impressed because we were trying right before we started to we were trying to recall how we met. Yeah. Let's let's try to uncover that because I know it was for UC Irvine. You developed a yeah. sustainability symposium yeah. there, right? And you reached out to me, but I don't remember how did you find me? Do you remember? Well, to be completely honest, I was just plugging away on LinkedIn. Mm. I was uh, so my premium membership paid off. It totally did. I tell <laughs> you that, that didn't go a long way. No, um, it was. So kind of to step back, I guess, uh, I had this idea when I came to Orange County of trying to find a way through the university to integrate more of our sustainable, sustainability-based community together through a really a world-class institution like UCI. And UCI has been credited two years in a row by Time and the Sierra Club as the most sustainable campus in the country. Yeah. And so I thought, wow, what a special place to try to bring people together and put on a great event. Uh, where maybe the focus would be on educating people about how to do business in a more sustainably conscious manner. And that's why I was plugging away online. I came across to you and I was like, wow, this is exactly who we need to have. This is the kind of guy I'm looking for. Yeah. And then sure enough, you know, when I, when I, when I met the mustache, that really, uh, you had to have, you were like, (laughs) we need that guy. Um, Um, I was honored though. That was really fun and we've done it. So now it's been. Two years. two years now. So yeah, it's the UCI Sustainability Symposium. Um, it's two years now. We've been fortunate to have you at both events. You know, speaking and sharing your story with Volcom and Cosm. Yeah. And a, a former guest of the on the show, Evan Marks, was also there the yeah, first year from yeah. the Ecology Center. We had Evan Marks. We've had a lot of uh, really special people. Yeah, from had some great speakers. The community, and so I, I especially that first year, and the second year, but even with Neil, um, yeah. Neil Sahoda, right? Neil Sahoda, so amazing. Had, uh, yeah, IBM Watson, uh, global development for IBM Watson. And so, all for all of our listeners, if you really want to get. I mean, I'm sure you're hearing, hearing a lot about artificial intelligence and what, no, augmented, what does he call it? So augmented reality augmented as well. Augmented reality, yeah. but what is, his is um, the learning, the part of it, of Watson though. Oh, so yeah, so there's the, uh, oh, so artificial intelligence. I mean, maybe I think we'll just have to have Neil on the show. And I think tell so, us about I think it, so. Tell but the, about this it. idea though that Watson <laughs> can basically take over most of our jobs is, is pretty scary and including cooking dinner for us and making salsas in the kitchen was pretty uh, interesting. Yeah, and uh, so he, he did a really neat show in relating how it ties into um, how artificial intelligence can play a really exciting role in advancing sustainable impact. Um, so Neil actually works very closely with the United Nations on a lot of their sustainable development goals. So maybe we should uh, we should get him in on the next I episode. I think it, it'd, be, be fun. it'd be worthwhile. Yeah. So you've done two of the conferences. Will there be another conference at UCI, you think, another symposium? Yeah, I think it, maybe this is the grand debut here officially nice. on, the, uh, on the show. Save the date, ladies and gentlemen. See, you heard it first here on the Underswell. That's why this, that's why this show has become so popular because we have we we have breaking news like this yeah so i'm glad you're uh, i'm glad you're here to share that with us no i it's a privilege i mean i think what this show is doing is so special because you're creating awareness around opportunities like that for people to come together and uh, especially locally or all over the country or globe even to find out about trying to yeah create awareness about what's going on daily but also events like this and 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 kind of giving sustainability just kind of a, a fun spin there are so many so many different aspects and ways to look at it, right? And I think yeah. we've had some interesting conversations, and I've been fortunate enough to kind of to share my story with your cedars. Yeah. And um, I always love 
I love sharing my story because I do, especially in a group like that, they're, they're just so polished and so smart and so educated. And I always sort of feel like an underdog, if you will, just because my path was so different. And, and I don't know, even when I was doing my MBA, I also really was kind of proud of the fact that I was wearing a t-shirt and jeans to school and, yeah. I mean, you know, to, um, to work and I would come into class, people would say, hey, you didn't work today? And you know, yeah, this is what we get to wear to work, you know? So just being a little bit different, it was a little bit different path, you know, working yeah. at a company like Volcom and, um, and then finding sustainability was, it was sort of a, um, I don't know, maybe an unexpected path, you know, to be in action sports and then find sustainability. So I love to share that story with them. So hopefully. No, I, I think, you know, touching on that. I mentioned we have three values in Seed, and the mm-hmm. third one's actually just bring your personal swag to everything you do. There we go. And I love that because I think it just unlocks that. Everybody's different, yep. right? No matter what, whether your culture, background, beliefs, doesn't matter how you want to you know, go to school in your, uh, you know, your jeans and yeah. you know, your, your sandals or whatever it is, but everybody can have an impact. Yep. You know? And when you get to bring great people together, it can be really powerful. So. So tell me a little bit about what are the next steps for you. So what I mean, you've got a lot of big things happening personally in your life. You're kind of yeah. at its transition um, stage. You just recently graduated with your MBA. Yeah. I mean, not not too. I mean, um, so what's next for for Christian? What's uh, what do you see in the next five years for yourself? Well, you know, the first thing I think is most important because it all comes back to family. Is I am proud to admit I just got engaged. So congratulations! Know, I will. I think it's important to always acknowledge that. Absolutely. As much as we're talking about, you know, the the fun professional stuff and passion stuff, it's always important to recognize that. But um, what I'm especially, I'm sure you need somebody that's going to support you and be a good partner through all this work that you're doing. Yeah, you're, you're, you're obviously lucky. keeping really busy. Yeah, very lucky, definitely. Um, but you know, next five years, I definitely didn't see myself uh, continuing along within the medical device space, just because that's always been, I've always been fascinated with the integration of bringing sustainable practices more into healthcare. And I think by being on the ground with strategy and marketing, I'll be able to play a stronger role in doing that in my um, in that industry. I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think of the Hippocratic Oath, first do no harm. Mm. I think that also doesn't just extend to people. I think that should extend to the environment. Yeah. And so. Um, you know, keep an eye out. I may, uh, you know, you might see some things from me, you know, guiding down more of that path toward, uh, as well. But um, in, in addition to that, obviously continue growing seed. Um, you will see us going outside of California, as I said. Um, we're always looking to partner. We're always looking to connect with other great, you know, minds in the community and great organizations. So if we can have a positive impact, we will. But also keep an eye out for, um, I really have this vision to start doing some global sustainability-based projects. You know, really bringing people together to serve our global community, whether that's nonprofits abroad on kind of residentials or something like that. So those are some fun things to keep an eye out for. And I'll obviously continue doing the events. I think events are such a great way to bring people together, you know, make great connections, and you never know who can help one another. So anything we can do to facilitate that, we certainly will keep doing. Awesome. So... How for students, I mean, you know, so you're, you're still a young student, if you will, yourself, yeah. but I mean, giving advice, you know, you've been able to cram so much into your young career yeah. and you've got so many, I think, things still on, but I mean, you, I think your specialty though is sort of reaching outside of the, the contained box, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. you're obviously doing a whole bunch of other things. What kind of advice do you have to somebody who listens to this, a student who's just going, man, that's... Christian's doing so much, or I would really like to get involved, you know, in different things. What kind of drives you to do all these things and aside to just having a regular eight to six, you know, job, if you will? 
Well, I mean, you hit, you know, driver. That's such a super important thing that I would challenge any student to reflect on. You know, I share a little bit about the background, the story, but as I mentioned, you know, I was originally super pre-med focused. Mm. And I know a lot of students are listen, you know, may listen to this who resonate with that and are kind of, you know, figuring out their their pathway. And, and for me, what I realized and I didn't want to um, neglect was what experiences really shaped kind of my life and my motivation. And for example, um, right during undergrad, I was at, I was in the Amazon for a week at a UCLA research center. And while there, we were actually going out and we were, we almost had a, almost, mic, almost almost had a mic casualty. Almost had a mic disaster. Um, <laughs> and, you know, long story short was you go there because there's these just beautiful macaw species that come out mm. and you watch them and they eat clay from the riverbed. But there were all these like gold miners that were using mercury to break. Uh, They're spraying it on these clay these clay beds, and the problem to was to get the gold and the clay would or the mercury would go into the river. River downstream, fish would consume it. People would eat the fish. All of a sudden, you had this cascade effect of people suffering from in you know getting mercury. Yeah. And that at that time I was so med school focused, but I just couldn't get that whole experience out of my mind. Um, it's just kind of like this watershed moment and people have these moments all the time. And so through that, I was inspired to do my environmental science major at that moment. That was literally the pivotal moment. It was I call that, them lightning, lightning flash moments. Li- right? lightning, you're sort of like, really? boom, you see the flat, you're just like, yeah, okay, that's it. That's, what, that's okay. So lightning flash moment, you know, we'll put a copyright on that trademark um, trademark or yeah, trademark. Um, <laughs> But don't definitely one acknowledge those even if it seems like it conflicts with something you really thought your mm, whole good life advice, you're yeah. gonna do. Yeah, you have to, to listen. Don't um, do, uh, really dive deep into kind of experiential learning opportunities. So what does that mean? Um, in short, if you're interested in something, you know, in school you kind of have this innocence card where you can go try something. You know, get dirty, get in the trenches, find out if you enjoy it, and if you love it, just do it. And, and if you don't, and if you don't, then you just, you know, you learn something you don't big enjoy. Deal. And, yeah, you met so some what? new people. Yeah. You, you kind of just be open-minded yeah. and dive deep and, and always try to learn, um, be open-minded to other people. Like I said, like respect people for the swag that they bring to life. Yeah. Um, I think that's such a, such a great piece of advice I, I was, I was took growing up. So in any chance you can get back, like I get so much of my motivation in my full-time life just by giving back. And so um, whatever that looks like, everybody can do it, even if it's just in small doses. But to me, I think those are some really important lessons. Do you think those lessons that you just talked, because those are, those are really nice and, and beautiful, but, and I wonder, were you raised that way? Were you born that way? Or did, are these, cause I know a lot of, yeah, right. Or did no. it, did you develop as you, as you got older and you start to see things and you start to, your mind starts to change and go off. I think it's always yeah. a mixture of both, but I wonder if you were like, no, 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 I was always this way as a kid. Or it's like, no, as a human, I've, I developed and I started to change the way I Yeah, it's, you know, it's phenomenal. I think that's a, you know, I was very fortunate. I've, my parents are incredible and they really um, gave me an incredible life and upbringing. And so my dad being a doctor and my mom, she's very heavily involved in the community. You know, it's funny. I reflect on this all the time and I say, wow, it's like full time. I think my kind of interest in helping like patients in, in the healthcare side definitely came from growing up around my dad mm-hmm. um, and just constantly absorbed in the sciences side. And then on my mom, you know, I'm just always so proud and impressed by 
how much time she devotes to volunteering to the Orange County community um, on a city level. And, you know, growing up seeing that, I think that's where I, I, I began to realize that's where it became, came from. But if you asked me that in high school, I would have totally denied it. You yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> exactly. Kid. Um, but there are definitely moments, like I said, when I was in the Amazon or things like that, certain experiences that I think shaped what I decided my values would be, mm. you know, and how I would want to live my life. And, you know, I'm not always perfect, but um, try to do that. My parents did raise me with this philosophy of like, be a true gentleman. You know, just how you conduct yourself, how you treat people. And, and that really did stick home with me. So that's something um, I said I was very fortunate to get to travel to some pretty neat places growing up. Places that are not near as fortunate as the bubble I grew up in in Orange County. Yeah. Um, and so I think the things I saw and experienced there, I realized um, that there's a cheese, you know, there's the cold quote, um, with great power comes great responsibility. And, yeah. you know, what is it, Spider-Man? Yeah. And I think <laughs> I've been reflecting a lot about that. And, and as I reflect on my experiences, I kind of think it more now, I think with great privilege comes great responsibility, you know? And well so said. whatever that privilege is, any student has a privilege, like I said, in whatever their skill set is, their knowledge, you know, you can do something powerful. And so I think that's like uh, definitely a big reflection on my upbringing. Awesome. And, may not know it, you know, you may not hit it as a high school student, maybe even college, but someday you're going to realize, wow, yeah, I learned a lot growing up. So, yeah. Well, you're obviously putting it all, uh, you're all, you're wrapping it all up nicely and putting all your good, your learnings to good use. No, what they, if people want to get involved with seed, whether they're, um, if they want to be a seeder yeah. or if you're an organization that wants your help, what's kind of the sweet spot? What are you guys looking for? Or, or you know, what do, in a way, like, uh, do you mean in regards to how to reach out or? Yeah, I guess we... who who best to reach out to you? You know, you're yeah. looking for organizations that need help with X or you're looking for yeah. people. You've kind of already explained this, but in a So I would encourage any local nonprofit or I should say not for profit because that kind of buckets a lot of different mm-hmm. groups together um, in the Orange County, L.A. or San Francisco communities who is environmentally focused Mm -hmm. or an organization that wants to become more sustainable in their practices, just reach out to us through the website, say that, you know, put the subject, say um, the underswell, and we'll respond immediately to that. Um, That'll tell us exactly where it came from. And if you have a project that you're interested in getting help with, you know, we'll talk about what that looks like and how we can support you. Um, If you want to get involved with SEED, whether as a seeder, you know, on a project, you want to teach a course, you want to be a speaker, uh, same thing. Go on the website, send us a quick note. Uh, my email address is uh, Christian at seedcg.org. So anybody can contact me directly at that, and we'll be happy to respond and you know welcome you. But um, we get requests all the time from all over the country now, so. It's, uh, you know, it's very fun for us to get to have these conversations and explore how we can be a meaningful experience for someone who wants to be a seer. Yeah, and people can find you. I mean, you're on LinkedIn here when they find you on the Forbes. Um, if, they, if they search Christian Johnson um, at the Forbes Nonprofit Council, you're a contributor there. Um, and it, real quick, I should have asked this earlier too, but how long does a typical engagement last for mm-hmm. seed and an organization? F- uh, excellent question. So um, typically it's about a 10-week Engagement. Okay. So we have two project cycles a year, uh, one that runs around February to June, and the other one that starts approximately August and runs through November. And so an organization partnering with, with us can expect about a 10-week commitment 
Um, and what they'll get is five, a team of five seeders or consultants mm-hmm. who will devote their time after hours towards helping them with whatever that challenge is that we'll scope together. And seeders can expect one, not only the consulting experience, but there's this whole uh, you know social experience involved too, where we throw on events and bring everybody together. Uh, we do retreats, we bring in speakers. And so uh, there's the, the consulting side, but also there's a lot of, you know, we try to make it fun as well. Very cool. All right. Um, last, we're going to close here with a little bit of a personal inquiry. I always like to ask maybe some, some questions, maybe that are a little far-fledged, but um, time travel. Time travel is allowed. Okay, all right. You're allowed to do some time traveling right now as soon as you finish, wrap up this podcast. Dang, okay. Where are you going? Who are you going with? And what are you doing? You get to stay. You're, you're, there, wow. for, you're there for a day. Wow, this is actually really incredible. Okay. Um, yeah, you only find this opportunity here at the no, end of the No, I know. I, you know, it's kind of a bummer because <laughs> I don't even want to leave the, the spot now. Cause right, because you're leave, there. If I leave, then I, you know, I only get one chance to do time travel. That's it. Man. Present, past, or future? You know what? I, that's, that's fantastic right there. Is I, I've learned, I love studying history. I mm. love learning a lot. There's a lot of places I would want to go. But I am very excited about the future. Um, and I spend a lot of my time focused on innovation. I'm in an innovation healthcare you know, company, innovation-focused healthcare company. And so I think to kind of blast forward and see you know, what the world likes and all the great work that a lot of um, influencers are doing. And let, let's, say, let's say 2100. Okay. You know, I think that would be pretty fun. Where exactly? Uh, you know, I'd, like to, I'd be intrigued. What does Orange County look like in yeah. 2100? Has so, any of our work paid off? Right? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I'll tell you, I, you know, we were just talking casually before this, but I was, in, uh, I was in India and I was in Delhi and, you know, they just had a fantastic celebration of Diwali and all the firecrackers and, well, you know, it was kind of tough. There was, um, you know, there's still smoke just hanging around and it reminded me of a lot of when we were working with the Coalition for Clean Air in LA of, you know, why they started in the first place in mm. 1972. A lot of, you know, tough air going on yeah. in Los Angeles and then I just think, look where we are today now. You know, I, you know, there's still some unseen stuff, but overall you can go outside and run around and not a problem. And so when we think about our vision yep. as, a, as an organization seed, which is you know, a future in which uh, natural and business environments can thrive in harmony, you know, I, I get excited for 2100 because I kind of have this utopian vision of like everybody's, you know, oh, hey, we can do this. Yeah, we can do it's this. It's not so, so. far-fetched. So I think that's what I would go with. Well, that's an optimistic place to end. Christian, it's been awesome having you on here. I think we could we could talk for another couple hours. We'll probably have to have you back on here to kind of check in on your progress, see how oh, things yeah. are going with Thank Seed, you. your new position, your role, your new married life, so on and so forth. But um, And I'm excited about the next UCI symposium, so people can check back on that um, soon here. Stay at the Underswell to learn more. But in the meanwhile, follow Christian, follow Seed, cons- uh, Seed Consulting Group. And um, as always... Do your part to be a part of this sustainability movement. There's a lot of fun things going on, and Christian is a prime example of uh, one of the many great um, humans working on uh, creating real change. In yeah. our, well, in thank our you so much for having me, Derek. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks, Christian. Yeah. All right, and we're out. We're going to go finish our wine and uh, finish up the night. <laughs> All righty. See you guys later. Check back soon.